Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Every week, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. At the end of the season, we'll use all of them to cook a mystery recipe together. We are on episode two of Salt Week. Today, we're getting a little more in-depth with our salt knowledge by playing a round of tricky trivia. Then we have Ask an Adult with a real salt monk from Marblehead, Massachusetts. Let's rock. Sorry. Let's get started. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Salt. The ocean's fossil. Mystery recipe. All right, it's time for our weekly tricky trivia segment. Every week, we will get to know our ingredient a little better with a few tricky quiz questions. But I need a hand for this part. Mitzi, can you come help me out? That's my job! As your oven mitt and assistant, I am here to help. But, uh, what are we doing today, Molly? We've got another round of tricky trivia. I'm going to give you a fact about salt, and you have to try and guess whether that fact is true or false. Are you ready for some trivia? Yes, I am. I think. I'm not sure. I hope it goes well, because I do not know everything. Sorry. Well, of course you don't, Mitzi. Nobody does. We call it tricky trivia because it is tricky. The real point of it for us is to talk about the answers. Huh. And maybe uh, learn something along the way, am I right? Sorry. Exactly. All right, here's your first one. All the salt we eat comes from the sea. So is this true or false? Does all salt come from seawater? Hmm, that's a tough one, really tough. I know that the oceans have salty, salty water, and anyone who's ever swam in the ocean knows that it can really sting if you get ocean water in your eyes. Uh, But I don't think that's where all the salt comes from. All is such a big word. There's so much salt, it must come from somewhere else, too. I say false. It's a good guess, but the answer is actually true. Though it's sort of a trick question. The salt we use in food comes from two main sources, seawater and underground salt deposits. But these salt deposits formed a very long time ago, when ancient oceans dried up. Those salt deposits used to be seawater, so technically they come from the sea too. Pretty fascinating, right? You may have walked on top of a dried-up ancient ocean and not even known it. Think of all those hikes. I never knew. Wow. I am overwhelmed by this news. Seas of an ancient world. Salt. The ocean's fossil. Foss salt. Tricera salt. Salt adectly. Saltsbury steak. Woohoo! You better stop me, Molly. I'm going for it. <laughs> oh, I love it, Mitzi. But, all right. Are you ready for your next question? Saltosaurus Rex! Sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here's the next one. Salt can make sweet things taste sweeter. So, Mitzi, is this true or false? Can salt make sweet things taste sweeter? Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, 
I know salt can make delicious food even more delicious, but I've only ever used it for savory foods, not sweet. Uh, it's good on mashed potatoes and meat and chips and popcorn and... Oh boy, I could keep going. I am a little hungry, but none of those things are sweet. I just don't see how something as unsweet as salt can, can make things sweeter. So I'm sorry, but my answer is false. It's a good guess, but the answer is actually true. Salt can make sweet things taste sweeter. I cannot accept that. Why, Molly? Scientists are still trying to figure out exactly why, but it has to do with how taste buds in your mouth and on your tongue send signals to your brain. When you taste two different tastes at the same time, they aren't separate. They interact with each other. So if you see salted caramel or chocolate brownies with a little salt on top, give it a try and see how it changes the flavor. Wow, I'm amazed by that. But I know that just like anything else, too much of one ingredient can be not so good. Uh, eating too much salt or putting salt on everything you ate is not super healthy. And I'm very mindful of my health, Molly. That is the truth, Mitzi. It's a good point. But I'll take that advice with a grain of salt. Just a, just a few grains. Not too many. Right? All right, Mitzi. Here's your last one. True or false? All salt is white. Hmm... Tricky, tricky. Let's see here. I've only ever seen white salt. And since it comes from nature, it doesn't really get to accessorize very much, I bet. Huh? I vote true? The answer is actually false, Mitzi. Salt comes in a few different colors. Some salt is pink. There's blue salt, black salt, and green salt, too. But not because someone turned to that color for fun. It comes in different colors? Naturally? Whoa. Right. It's because of something called trace minerals. Remember how some salt is made from dried-up oceans? Well, those oceans had little bits of other things in them, too. We call those little bits trace minerals. And pink salt has minerals in it that make it pink, like iron, magnesium, and calcium, in tiny amounts that give the salt a rosy pink color. Wow. That sounds really nice. Very beautiful. It is kind of nice and very pretty. Different colors of salt have different trace minerals. Well, that's all the salty trivia I've got for you today. Wow, that was a great one. From dino salt to pink trace minerals and everything in between. Thank you as always, Molly. Up next, we have Ask a Grown-Up. Today, our producer, Chad, will be heading up to Marblehead, Massachusetts to talk to Father Andrew, a salt monk who owns and operates the Marblehead Salt Company. A monk is someone who has committed their life to religion. Father Andrew is a religious leader, kind of like a priest or a rabbi or a sheikh. He's a salt monk because he's a monk who makes salt. Monks like him have been making salt for thousands of years, so we wanted to talk to him more about how and why. But before we do that... Here's a word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, this ad is for you. Hey, grown-ups. If you're anything like me, it's easy to let grocery shopping fall to the bottom of your to-do list. Kroger's grocery delivery service has taken the stress out of the process. You don't even need to leave your house. Shop online and get fresh groceries delivered to your house in as little as an hour. And who doesn't love a delivery? 
My daughter Olive sure does. It's a Paxes. What do you think is in it? I don't know. This is all special for you, Olive. The nice people at Kroger sent us all these snacks just for you. Learn more at Kroger.com. What does that look like? A tree. Tree? It kind of looks like grapes. And what's that? Now is time for our Ask a Grown-Up segment. We wanted to go a bit deeper into how salt gets made, so we sent our friend and producer Chad to go talk to someone who harvests and prepares sea salt. Take it away, Chad. Thanks, Molly. I went to Marblehead, Massachusetts to visit Father Andrew of the Marblehead Salt Company. Now, Father Andrew is not my father. He's just called that because father is what you often call a monk. Hello, can I ask you to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Father Andrew, and I'm the salter at the Marblehead Salt Company. A salter, what does a salter do? So a salter is one of the oldest professions in the world. It's the person who makes the salt. So right now we are in your saltern, and a saltern is a place where you make sea salt. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? What does a day look like in your saltern? So we wake up at 3.30, roll up our sleeves, and harvest the water from the ocean, and bring it back to the saltern. We pour it into the pots, and we start the boil. Right now, we use magnets and electricity to boil the water, but many, many centuries ago, salters or saunyers used to use wood fires to boil the water. And so now it's a little easier, um, and also a lot quieter. Once the water is at a boil, you start to see salt bloomed up at the top, and you see the crystals opening and spreading on the surface of the water and then falling down. Eventually, we'll pour off the water, and we'll pour the salt out into pans. Then the salt goes into the rack ovens and we bake it until the salt starts to gradually fall apart and at the same time open up. And that's what makes the salt fluffy. And once it is fluffy and out of the oven, what do you do with it then? Well, then we pack it up and send it to your house. Would you like to try some? Mm, That's really good. Father Andrew, can you tell me the difference between regular old salt and sodium? Sodium is a metal that, when combined with chloride, makes that delicious stuff that we have on our table. And it's actually explosive when it comes in contact with water, except when it joins up with its friend, chloride. So chloride is the only thing keeping the oceans from exploding? That's right. (laughs) Crazy. I did not know that. Father Andrew, thank you so much for talking to us today. It was really interesting to hear about your salt process. You're very welcome. You can come to the Saltern anytime. Thank you again to Father Andrew of the Marblehead Salt Company. If you want to know more about their special sea salt, you can go to marbleheadsalt.com. Back to you, Molly. That's all the time we have to talk salt today, but come back on Friday to get some more of the rub. We've got a special salty experiment to keep your taste buds guessing, and a salty guest will be here to help solve your problems. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. Until then, keep on cooking. 
Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birndam. And I'm a chef's hat. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's an apron covered in flour. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a trusty wooden spoon. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio, The Cutting Board. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music. He's the timer on your microwave. Our post-production supervisor is Hen Margolis, a measuring cup. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also our grocery list. Jack Bishop is our chief creative officer at America's Test Kitchen. He's the oven. David Nussbaum is our CEO, our favorite cookbook. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, our deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, and editorial assistant, Katie O'Hara. This episode featured the voice of Kira O'Sullivan. Special thanks to Father Andrew of the Marblehead Salt Company. Thanks again to our sponsor, Purdue. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.